I like to too tell people to think of things more in terms of alignment. So just aligning to to these higher frequencies and ultimately we want to align to our soul and yeah. and in that alignment your life aligns to everything, everything that is what you want, what you need, what you desire. When you're in this space, you don't have to effort. There is no efforting. Yeah. It just happens. What you seek finds you. That is that is what I see. What you what seek you seek finds you. Absolutely. Your work is to the alignment. Yeah. So and often we're giving You got to accentuate the positive. Wow! I feel good. You're listening to Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, accentuating the positive, showing you a way to a better life. Accentuating the positive, it's not just bad, it's sanity. Who in their right mind would accentuate anything else? Hello, welcome to another show, Accentuating the Positive with Karen Swain. So wonderful to be with you again. I know I repeat myself every time I stop the show, but what can you say? I have another beautiful galactic goddess to introduce you to today on the show. Her name is Valentea Reese. Welcome to the show, Valentea. Thank you. Thank you so much. She's, uh, we've got a lot to talk about. We keep yakking and I keep saying to us, <laughs> stop talking, let's turn on the recording because we talk, 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 we've got so much to talk about. But remember to like and subscribe to shows. Apparently when you like the videos, I just found out the other day, Google lets other people see them more when there's more comments and likes under the video, which I just found out from someone the other day having been doing this for 10 years. But <laughs> you learn something every day. But let me tell you a little bit about Valentine because her awakening story or your awakening story is so amazing. I've watched <laughs> you through Ethan's show, Awaken Empowerment Expos. And um, I'm just going to read out Valentine's bio. She is a vibrational linguist who channels the language of light and the language of the Akash and written codes of healing the expansion and the movement of individuals beyond their current dimension and timelines of disharmony to one which is in alignment with the soul blueprint. Now that's a bit of a mouthful, but we'll go into all that. A trance channel for the Syrians, the Lyrans and other groups. She is an open vehicle for many dimensions and consciousnesses. Blending rhythm, tone and frequency, her work aims to balance the physical mental and emotional bodies crystallize the dna and reconnect humanity to source consciousness and to their divine gifts and purpose with a bachelor's of arts in communication valentia's career spanned 27 years in the television industry where her work has been uh, regularly showcased on major networks and other media outlets a visual effects artist and award-winning broadcaster Broadcast designer, sorry, she blends light and color and sound to create energetic shifts in audiences. This inspires her work today as she uses the same elements to promote physical healing and vibrationary shifts within her clients. Fascinating. Valentia has used light and sound as a tool for shifting human consciousness throughout her many incarnations in the multi galactic universe. The Syrians 
serving as her gatekeepers, assist her in preparing the vibrations and integrate the energies within the within space, within the space. Every transmission is a multi-sensory experience as these benevolent beings utilize her structure, consciousness and vocal cords to interact in real time. The result is a dimensional shift that offers a new experience pattern or change in vibration for the individual as well as activating alternative and more harmonious timeline potentials so it's all a bit of a mouthful but we're going to go into it basically all that means you're carrying around density and you're helping people alleviate that density in a nutshell in a nutshell (laughs) nutshell. and (laughs) What's really interesting, because I always say this about the people that are listening and watching to this show, I attract the difference makers, the light weavers, the new world teachers, people that know they're here to make a difference. And many of you, most of you, okay, all of you, <laughs> they correct me all the time, carry density and come in carrying density because you've taken it on your lineage uh, specifically to transmute it and transform it and let it go. Exactly. Not everyone in the world is listening to this, but if you are, you're one of those people. Uh, And you might say, why has my life been such a struggle? Why have I had so much suffering? Why have I got such a crazy family? That's because you designed it that way because you know what? They're not going to do this work, but you are. So you said, yep, I'm going to take this on and I'm going to let it go for humanity, for the planet. So that's how we're shifting. That's how we're shifting humanity. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Okay, let's get into your story because I love your story. We'll, <laughs> we'll go into a bit later how to shift density mm-hmm. and we'll sample a bit of what you do because it's amazing. Sure. And Anara, if you're listening to this, you'll love this one, <laughs> my friend Anara. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you're one of these people who went from zero to a thousand miles an hour really quickly. Really let's talk about it so you're working we've got this great job in the television industry what's going on so working in television I'm a creative person I it's just in me I love to create so perfect job Um, every day is different Uh, but it's really stressful and in a small office it's me two bosses and when the two bosses don't want to do everything or work on holidays or weekends it fell on me for over 12 years at that particular job which was my last job and there were times when I was on vacation got called back and I had to leave my vacation and go back to the office get on an airplane so years of that was taking a toll on my soul And like many people, uh, there's that little voice that says, I'm so miserable. But then there's that other voice that says, but this is comfortable and you know what you're doing. And I kind of got stuck in that comfort. And And paying you a fortune too, right? Yeah, you know, it costs a lot to live in New York. So, you know, there's that. Yeah. So... I started, you know, I'm sensitive, like most people who do this work or watch this show, and I was taking on my stress, the stress of the office, and this was years, not only at this job, but other jobs, and I was seeing people around me. Um, A guy, 36 years old, had a heart attack after he left the office. Um, Another guy, 40, had a stroke. 
another guy in the office had a heart attack right at the desk and passed away. So I started taking note of this and I thought I'll need to do something to manage my stress. If I'm going to stay in this because I'm not ready to leave yet, um, I'll manage my stress. So that started leading me into the alternative stuff. So I grew up with a doctor who was, you know, practical medicine. And I came to New York and started finding out about acupuncture was my, my first taste into doing something alternative. And things just started unfolding. You know how you go to one thing, it leads you to the next thing, and then you find out about a book or a person. So I started doing that. And I was managing my stress that way, feeling good, started, I think just because I was doing something for myself, work wasn't that bad anymore, or so I thought. And I just kind of continued. Now, I, I guess during this whole journey, I was getting these little signals and signs about you know, just to kind of move me into this other way of thinking because I was very linear, very like job oriented in my 3D world. I, you know, galactics were not a part of my discussion at all. <laughs> and I remember one night I got home from work late, passed out on the couch and woke up to get a drink of water. You'll, you'll see there's a theme. All of, a lot of my experiences happen when that veil is very thin. Like I'm usually waking up to get a glass of water and stuff happens. And this particular night, I get up, I look across the way here because I'd fallen asleep on the couch, and I see this helicopter, or I think it's a helicopter, hovering about 10 feet above the building across from me, which is like at my eyesight which is literally uh, a one lane street across. So it wasn't that far away. And I'm, I'm kind of looking at it, trying to get oriented. And I'm convincing myself this is a helicopter because I'm half asleep. And then I'm thinking, well, what is it doing there? And why doesn't it have one of these thingies on top? So I quickly think, I don't think this is a helicopter. So I turn to get my cell phone. And when I turn back, it's gone. So I... I immediately thought like, okay, this is, this is here for me because it's just sitting right outside my window looking at me. So, so and, this, is in, this is in New York? Yes. Like yes. In, the, in, in the busy city? Yeah. I'm okay. in Brooklyn. So where I live, it's a little quieter. I kind of mm. live on a quiet block. I mean, it's a, I mean, we get a lot of traffic on the street, but it's not like what you think of Manhattan with people everywhere. Right. It's a little more quiet. Right. So <laughs> I don't get to take my picture, but I immediately get on the internet because I have to like try and find what a helicopter looks like. And I quickly realized that was not a helicopter, but not thinking anything else. I just kind of mentioned it to someone at work, my boss, because we would talk about maybe ghost stories, but that's as far as it went. So mm -hmm. I just, you know, brushed it aside, continued on with my job. But then I started having more experiences and I think it was to get me to like wake up already, like expand your consciousness, just like we're here type of thing. Uh, it's interesting that your experiences were kind of not inner, like you were, okay, you were perceiving them as outward experiences because, you know, I'm thinking there's a light in New York and is everyone seeing it or only you? So right. I'm thinking only you, but you're perceiving it as an outside event, like it's happening outside as opposed to, you know, in your psyche. 
Right. It's kind of happening in your psyche, but you're perceiving it anyway. Exactly. Yeah. So next experience, get up to get a drink of water. This probably about eight months later or something. And it's around four in the morning. So sun's kind of, it's not super dark out. And off of my bedroom, I have a terrace, pretty big terrace. So I had the uh, shades open, doors open, nice breezy morning. I'm laying back down and my dog won't stop barking. And I'm thinking, oh, why won't she stop? Normally she'll do it and she'll stop. But this was like, if you have a dog, you kind of know there's a bark when they're just being annoying, but then there's a bark when they see something. And this was clearly a bark that she was seeing something because she wouldn't stop. So I look across the way and I see these two eyes staring at me and it's off to the corner. And of course my heart starts pounding because there's an intruder on my terrace. I don't know what it is, even if it's, it's an animal of some sort. So my mind quickly goes to, wow, how did the dog get on my terrace? It's like it's completely blocked off and puppy proofed. And it's just sitting there staring at me. My dog's going crazy. It's not interacting. It doesn't care about my dog. And it walks across the terrace. And as it's walking, it just, <laughs> it kind of has its head turned to me, even though its body is going. So I'm kind of like, what is going on? And I, my heart feels like I'm pounding out of my chest, sits in the other corner, staring at me. And then I think, oh, it's a cat. But then I realize it's huge. It's, it's a big cat if it's a cat. And it's a lion. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm not going crazy because my dog sees this. Mm-hmm. So eyes yeah. staring at me. I see two circles. So I think, a raccoon. There's a raccoon on my terrace. (laughs) So it starts to walk towards me slowly. And I'm about to like, I'm in full-blown panic mode. I don't know what is going on. So it's slowly walking towards me. Now it's like right below me. So I'm looking at, at its back. And what I perceive after the fact, I'm still, my human mind is going, it's a raccoon. Cause you know, a raccoon on your terrace in Brooklyn is quite normal, right? <laughs> right, 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 yeah. I turned to get my cell phone to take a picture, gone when I turned back. Oh. So I'm freaking out. Of course, I call animal protection at four in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just... You know, we see what we believe, don't we? We see right. what we believe. It's just fundamental. We see what we believe, yeah. Right. Animal protection doesn't want to help me. They say I have to deal with it. So I, <laughs> I call the police. <laughs> so. That's fabulous. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> police come up. The one guy goes to the other one, so what are you going to do if you see it? He says, I'm going to shoot it. What are you going to do? He's like, I guess I'll shoot it too. So they like have their hands on their pistols ready to go. They can't find anything. So they kind of put it on me like I'd made it up, right? But, you know, with that attitude, is it any wonder that any being from anywhere else in the cosmos is not going to show up when, what are you going to do if you see it? I'm going to shoot it. Shoot it. Exactly. We show ourselves, you shoot us. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, go on, go on. So that kind of just happens. And I'm totally like, oh my gosh, what just happened? So I 
quickly realized it was not a raccoon because the hair, the tail, nothing was like a raccoon. I couldn't find anything that resembled this being. And my, my heart, my soul was telling me this, this was not of this earth or at least this timeline, at least this dimension. Okay. Um, and I knew that my dog saw it. So I, I knew I wasn't going crazy. And most people would probably think more of it. But again, I was so focused on work and just in that grind that I kind of just brushed it aside again. Yeah. And that was like a repeating pattern for me until I would say like crap hit the fan for me and <sighs> lost my job lost my relationship and my dog got a bad diagnosis all like a week before Christmas. So I was not in a good place at all. And uh, I started, I guess in that time, because I had started doing the alternative stuff, I was also um, going to a few lectures, but not, not the metaphysical stuff, more, more of the self-help Yes, health that, or self-help. That's, that's what's happening here in Sydney. There is this surge of like yoga and mindfulness and meditation and everyone's doing the health. Uh, mm -hmm. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's really interesting your story because this is a story that's across the board at the moment in that mm. you're being given sign. Like you can wake up nicely or we're going to hit you over the head with a sledgehammer. I call them sledgehammer moments. I've had yeah. many of them. Like, <laughs> wake up, you silly thing. And the sledgehammer moments are money, health, job, you know, relationship. It's like it all, the shit hits the fan. And um, right. yeah, because we're so hypnotized and focused on the go to work, pay the bills, get, get drunk on Saturday night, you know, <laughs> like mm -hmm. just like we're so hypnotized that we're just, this crazy stuff's happening to us and we're just going, I can't deal with you. I've got to go to work. Right. Yeah. And I was, I was in that grind. And for me, you know, the relationship, I had worked so much. I hadn't been in a relationship for 10 years. So for this to crumble, this was like a big thing for me. And then the job, you know, I have this specialized career. I can't really, I'm not trained to do anything else. So I had been doing this job for 20 some years and now that's over. So I was in a bad place and I quickly, you know, talked myself into, you know, okay, you've done all these things. I also took, I got my Reiki master. So I kind of was doing that to manage my stress. That was the one thing I kind of did in the energy uh, sense, uh, energy work. And I, I realized I wasn't being the energy that I was learning about. I was doing all these things, right? Because people can take classes and read books and do workshops, but then what are you doing in your regular life? Are you actually embodying what you were learning and what you're talking about to people? And I realized you were not doing that. You, you were just doing, doing, doing. You weren't being. So... Took a step back and I thought, okay, I have to focus on me. I have to focus on self-love. That was a, a big thing for me. And I started with mirror work with Louise Hay. And, yeah. and it just like totally shifted things. Totally yeah. shifted. And 
from there, shortly thereafter, I was asking the universe, so what's next? You know, I knew Reiki just opened the doors. Some metaphysical stuff started happening after that. Like I would feel um, spirits in my home or uh, something on me type of thing. <laughs> and that kind of freaked me out because this is all new to me. Like this is not part of my normal vocabulary paradigm and yeah 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 so i instinctively kind of figured out what to do with that situation and uh was able to usher them on and i spoke to someone because i wanted guidance on this this was like what is going on and she said you know if you want this to be part of what you're here to do, you can do it, but I don't see you working with the spirit world that way. And I was like, oh, good, because I don't want to do that. Yeah. And it ended. I never had that again. But I was looking for guidance, like, should I take another class or show me what I'm supposed to do? Because I know Reiki is, was just the beginning. I knew there was something more. So I just, by chance, someone who I knew knew someone who spoke light language and I met her for five minutes and I, I never heard of light language and she said oh I speak light language and she did a few sentences and she left and I thought oh wow that was interesting and I kind of didn't think about it the rest of the day and that night I went home and I thought geez that sounds so familiar like I feel like I know this I feel like I've spoken this before and I went bed went to bed that night with the intention that I feel like I'm supposed to be speaking these languages. And literally two hours later, I, wake, I woke myself up because I was singing in these, in these languages at the top of my lungs and I was not controlling it. I had no idea what was going on. And that was the beginning of a very beautiful journey. <laughs> Oh, I just want to tell you there's so many people beings here right now making themselves <laughs> known and they're just giving me this unbelievable energy lift. Like I feel a bit like I'm levitating. It's really weird. Wow. Um, okay, so it started coming out of you like a, you know, I, uh, when it started happening to me, not the light language because I don't speak light language and it's, it's, not, it's not part of my mandate, although, you know, I love listening to it. But mm my mandate is actually to turn really complicated things into really simple English vocabulary, which is kind of the opposite. But anyway, yeah. so, but I'm talking to the logical mind and sort of connecting the logical mind. But um, uh, what was I going to say? I don't know. I've lost my train of thought now. Yeah. You're, um, yeah. So it started coming through and you felt like you couldn't control it. So you're sort of like bursting, this is all bursting out of you. It was bursting out of me. I would, it would feel, it's, I, I, would, I spent several days locked up in my living room in my pajamas because I couldn't, I was talking like 40 minutes at a time all day long this was going on. So you can imagine each time I'm speaking these languages, I'm having these huge clearings and shifts. And by the end of the first day, my entire body is buzzing like 24 hours uh, I feel like I'm floating uh, in these languages. So I, I could pinpoint it because it would feel like an energy starting right here. And it would feel um, like a little a snowball of energy getting 
bigger and bigger and stronger and stronger. And I would feel it building up in me, building up. And then it would literally, the force would be so strong, it would push my mouth open. And I couldn't stop it. And all these words were flying out. I had no idea. I Because I'm like kind of out of it when it's coming out, I'm trying to get my cell phone to record it. And I do have some early recordings because it was crazy. And I'm crying the whole time. So for hours on end, I'm sobbing and speaking and resting. And then it would start up again every time a language was different. All these different frequencies were coming through. Um, it was intense. It was intense. And were you alone in this? I mean, could you ring up somebody and say, this is happening to me? Like, could you I told my, so by then my ex who, um, he became my confidant and, um, and he, he listened and he supported me. And I would say about four days into it, I called my dad. <laughs> I said, Dad, I have to tell you this. My dad's pretty cool and he's supportive. He just kind of sat there in silence and he said, I think you should come home. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, okay, Dad, you know I'm not crazy. And he's like, I know you're not crazy. I'm just worried. You, you sound really... Frazzled. I reckon he thought you were on drugs or something. It's like, oh man, she's been taking some bad drugs. <laughs> so oh, I said, no, I'm going to stay here. I need to stay here. And it was just intense energy pouring through my crown. So besides, so my body's buzzing all over. I feel like I'm floating. My My mouth is flying open at any given moment. And now I've got this cosmic energy pouring through my crown and that would happen all day long i don't know maybe five times a day six times a day and it would literally jolt my body because it was so strong and i could feel it come in come through my arms my legs go out my feet and and just go out and i would like go off balance when it would happen so yeah. i'm feeling i have no control over anything I can't sleep at night because on top of all this stuff, I start every time I start to doze off, I can feel my body lifting out to go travel. And to me, that felt very intense and very weird. So I wasn't allowing myself to sleep. So I was trying to stay awake. And I decided I have to control something. So I'll control this cosmic energy that's pouring down through my crown. I get a hat and I put this winter cap on in July. <laughs> and I, walking outside in a sundress with a winter cap, running by trees to stop my mouth from flying open in public. And I look like the biggest spectacle, I'm sure. But then I'm kind of thinking, well, I'm in New York. So, you yeah. know, everyone's crazy in New York, crazy, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I think I saw you say on another thing that you would you wouldn't go out because you would think I could go out and just start sprouting this stuff. So I'll wait until it happens. And then maybe I've got a couple of hours to go shopping. Right. Exactly. And it was crazy. Put your hat on. I love that you thought the hat was going to stop it. Like, did it stop it? No. No. And the, the crazier thing is I did a Google search to find out what I should do. And somehow I came up with a hat. So <laughs> you didn't have the owl foil. <laughs> 
Oh, darling. Look, oh. Is, I was having a conversation with the beautiful Rach Moore on her show and then she was on my show last week or the week before. And uh, she was asking me about guidance. You know, it's really subtle, isn't it? You know, it can be really subtle. And I went, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't necessarily have to be subtle. Like nothing about this right. is sounding subtle. But years ago when I was having my awakening, I was listening to Deepak and he was saying, your ego screams and spirit whispers. But mm. I think we're in a new paradigm. Like this is over 20 years ago while I was listening. To, I think that spirit's not whispering anymore. You mm -hmm. know, spirit it sounds like spirit is like screaming really. But really the key point that you have said here and pretty, well, every single person on my show has said the same thing. It started when I started to love myself more. Mm -hmm. Like I had an NDE guy, David Ditchwood on the show and he had an NDE, but when he came back from that NDE, that gave him that self-love and appreciation more. Before that, he had been really down on himself his whole life. And when he came back from his NDE, he's like downloading symphonies mm. and now he plays to sell out audiences. And it's not that he couldn't before. It's just that his self-loathing didn't allow it to come through, whether it's light language or symphonies yeah. Or, you know, guidance from higher, you know, exalted spiritual beings or whatever is coming through or creative inspiration. The self-love is the key. It opens that door, right? It's, that's yeah. really key. Okay, so how long did this go on, the hat and the running? from? It went on, the, the hat thing went on for about three weeks. I was, right. it was intense. Um, but the most, the most amazing thing of this was that I went from, you know, normal life, stress, worry, doubt, fear, you know, everything we feel. And I was catapulted into this extreme bliss and joy and love and connection and knowing. And I, it was the most amazing. I had it for four months. And I felt like I was floating. Um, the world looked different. Uh, it looked, the colors looked crisper and I could hear the subtle sounds of nature so vibrantly. And um, I would walk down the street and just cry because of the connection. I'm going to cry now. The connection that I felt. And I, I would try to explain this to people and they, they just didn't understand it's this it's this knowing and you just have this complete sense of peace because you know that you know who you are in that space yeah and it was amazing amazing and oh, I I heard you know at that point I didn't know about guides, but I started to realize who guides are because I would see them. At that point, I had somewhat some vision okay. and I would see them in front of me at times and I would start speaking and I could see them over me doing, doing things. And I could hear them say, this is, this is how you are. This is your essence and this is your true self. And, and you get into the physical body and you forget that. But here you are, you're experiencing this in the physical body and you're experiencing it for more than a day or an hour. This, this is who you are and you need to remember this. And it's not something that you can't, you can't have in this physical body because you are having it. You're having that. 
Mm -mm. And so what did they look like when you started to see them? Like, do they look like orbs of light or do they have some form or? It was like in my mind's eye, I could see them, I guess is the best way to describe it. I remember two of them distinctly and I journaled on it. And I, if I went back, I, I, there's more details there, but two of them, one was a man in a, uh, all white type of outfit, um, almost like a uniform. But the thing about it is it didn't have any seams type of thing. It was very, um, and I think he had a very elongated head. Uh, the woman, she was very beautiful. She had almost like a greenish blue skin with, um, a reddish almost i think like if i remember correctly glow? like, like kind a of like a, like a glow or something it wasn't hair it was something else those are the two i remember the most i i saw them more than once and are they the ones that said that they were syrian because i think you said here that you've got syrian it's weird i i had a lot of pleiadian in the beginning okay okay um and then it switched over recently to see, working with the Syrians. So in the beginning, I was working with the Pleiadians. And that's how I found out that I had this, I was speaking these galactic languages. I didn't know that they were galactic. I don't think I knew that. Or if I did, I didn't, I didn't know much about it. But in that first two days, um, I was setting off electronics. Things were very fragile around me. Um, and one particular day, I had my television on. I left it on for the dog. I left it on YouTube. I put on a 15-hour thing of Abraham Hicks for her because I knew it wouldn't stop running. <laughs> and I wanted nice energy in my home. <laughs> you're, you're putting on Abraham Hicks for your dog. That's hilarious. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if she's going to watch television, she's going to watch something worth watching. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) That's hilarious. So I was only gone for like an hour. And so I come back on and of course it's on the television and I make it a point to see it. I'm talking to someone and I tell them about what I'm seeing and we get off the phone and I go to type a text and I can't type the text because my keyboard is getting taken over by something and it's writing like all these numbers and stuff. And I'm like, like, okay, like I just need to write the text. And all of a sudden the phone shuts off, the light shut off, the TV shuts off. And I'm not really putting two and two together. I'm just like, I have to write a text. So I get my phone back on, turn the TV back on. And technically Abraham Hicks should still be on there because it's streaming. It's not cable. So turn it on and it's not even on the Abraham Hicks channel. I see on my screen the backdrop of Sedona and it says Barbara Marciniak channels the Pleiadians and it's playing in the middle of one of her things and I immediately freak out and I turn the TV off and I just sit there and I'm just going, Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. What is this? (laughs) And I know I'm supposed to watch this, right? So how far into when it first started happening, is this happening? Like weeks, months? It was like two days into it. Oh, wow. Two days into it. About not being subtle. Like this is nothing subtle about this. Yeah. No. And so you know, imagine my state. I don't really know what's going on with me at this point in time. You know, my body's floating and I'm buzzing and I feel all this bliss and I'm speaking and then my electronics freak out and then that is put on my television. 
So I just shut the TV off and I'm sitting there and in my head, I'm, I'm being told like, you're supposed to watch this. And I didn't want to watch it because I'm like, I, this is too much. And I remember I wrote in my journal, I went back and read it and I'm writing like, I feel amazing. This is the most beautiful thing that's ever happened, but it needs to slow down. Like I'm on overload. This is a lot. And it didn't slow down. <laughs> they didn't listen. Um, <laughs> they're like, yeah, you can handle it. Give them all. <laughs> yeah. Eventually I listened to it and, um, I don't really know what my takeaway was. I think it was just to make me comfortable because what she was channeling wasn't very, um, wasn't very light and fluffy. It was like, it was a lot of deep stuff that I knew nothing about. And I think it was just to open my eyes to this, this whole world. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, she was one of the first people I listened to years ago. I have to say, I think her channelings back then were much better than the ones now. But anyway, that's just my personal judgment. But yep, go on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I knew nothing. I didn't know who she was. I, but I saw Pleiadians and I thought, oh, I think I know what that is. <laughs> I, like, I got kind of freaked out. And then, you know, months, and I don't want to say months, maybe weeks later, I wanted to start to really find, figure stuff out and see what's going on. So I decided I would start meditating because up until then I did not meditate. And I sat there, didn't really know what to do. And I just kind of asked the question in my head, like, you know, who is, who is responsible or, or where, what does this have to do with? And I heard this male voice as plain as day. It's, it said what I thought, Octurus. And I didn't know what that was. And, you know, I was pronouncing it wrong and I wrote it down and I spelt it wrong. And I, I was like, geez, that was really loud. Like, and I kind of got jolted because I thought sounds like someone's in the room with me. Looked it up and I took a while, but a few tries and I came across the Arcturians and Arcturus. And now I'm starting to think like, wow, this is really, I can't make this up. Like, this is just like, things are really unfolding. And I have to tell somebody. <laughs> I love this story because there's so much out there on the internet now that you could just watch YouTubes and you could make it up and say, oh, yeah, you know. But the fact that you were just, you were clueless about all this stuff and it was happening and these words are coming through, it just, for me, it's just validating um, yeah. that, you know, this is going on. You know, you know the Actians, right. the Syrians, the Lyrians, they're here. <laughs> They're here, they're in us, they're working through us, they are us, like, this is happening, kids. Yeah. For real. <laughs> For real. And I got channeled guidance, and in channeled guidance, that the whole thing about the Arcturians came up, that as a child, I, I was having these experiences on ships, so I was being taken out of my body. Okay. Um, and uh, I don't remember all of it, but I, I remember being on these ships and it was a very loving experience. The part I didn't like was the getting back into my body. I think it was very jarring for me, so I wake up crying from it. But the right. being on the ships was, was okay, and that came up in my channeling, and it said that, that was, it, I was having experiences with the Arcturians, and they were actually preparing my structure, uh, keeping everything, keeping the DNA crystallized, so that I could do this work here now and that I had done it before 
in many other lifetimes across the you know multi-galactic universe so that was pretty amazing that that came up and i also got that in my own meditation so this was years later in a in a channeled session that i had had with someone Oh, really? Did your mum or dad ever say that you used to have night terrors that used to wake up crying when you were a kid? Did they ever say that? Yeah, Yeah, I did. They told you that or you remember that? I remember that and my mom talked about it. I used to sleepwalk a lot. Okay. A lot of sleepwalking. Um, Lucid dreamer my whole life. I didn't even know that people didn't dream like that. I thought that, you know. Because, you know, Mary Rodwell and I are talking about you know, the kids that are here now that are here to do similar work and they're to, to having these night terrors and waking up screaming and stuff. So for parents, like what would you say to parents that have got kids that are doing this, that having been one of them, what would you say? I would say listen to them and support them and, and talk about it with them because it's real and yeah. it's nothing to be afraid of. It's, um, it's nothing to be afraid of. Yeah. You know, so how many years did this go on? Like, how long ago did this happen to you? It's this only... happened in, it happened in 2016. So it's like, you know, only a couple of years ago. Wow. wow. Yeah. And now, oh, I know. Okay, so take us through the rest of the journey. <laughs> um, oh, gee. So I just kept pursuing things after that, uh, speaking a lot of light language to myself. I'm in this beautiful bliss state for months and it's amazing and trying to seek out help from people, try to understand what's going on. Um, And then just moving through the journey, I started, uh, I I guess what it did for me is it it totally changed who I was and especially my my ex-boyfriend because he was very involved with this and he knew me prior to and during and after and he said, you're completely different person because I am, because I, after that experience of that bliss and this other way of being, I, I went from this, you know, very stressed out, uh, very uh, seeking externally. Uh, Just tuning into who you were, I see you as somebody who is quick thinking, impatient, impatient with people's, um, um, you know, like if they don't get it right, like sort of like, oh, look, I'll just do it if you can't do it. Like I can sort of see you as this stressed out, really intelligent but impatient person. And yeah. um, I suppose that that to the outside world would be, you know, you wouldn't seem that kind because right. of that. But that my brother's like that. He's a galactic dude. He doesn't get it. But he's so <laughs> super intelligent that he can't, he can't teach people because he can't slow his brain down to come down to their level to teach them. So he's really impatient. And yeah. um, so that's how I see you as the old yes, And that's now how you're I was. loving and kind and patient and yeah. I yeah. mean, I used to have my entire day scheduled. That's how regimented I was. And, <laughs> and you know, between nine and 10, I'm gonna do this. And between 10 and 11, this is gonna happen. And now I just flow. Like it yes. taught me to be in flow and to, have not to have expectations and just to allow and to be okay with change and that pushing yourself to do things that aren't in your comfort zone will unravel amazing things. And I was a very fearful person before all of this. And so 
part of this journey has been to step out of that fear and to, to push myself and going to Peru and being in the jungle and doing that whole thing. I, you know, I'm not a camper. I've never camped. I don't like bugs. <laughs> You're a yoko, right? I'm exactly. You know? <laughs> so that was an amazing experience that unfolded so many things. Um, and after leaving the jungle and I decided, okay, I didn't resolve everything that I needed to resolve. And I went back two months later and spent another 10 days. And uh, it's been incredible. I mean... So the question I want to ask for people that are watching, how did you go from having this like really high paying corporate job that, you know, allows you to live in New York in comfort because it's an expensive city, much like Sydney, to singing the language of light or speaking the language of being a galactic, vibrational, you know, <laughs> DNA shifter, healer, and make like is it maintaining you financially like because that's the big leap for people like how do yeah. I do this work as a teacher as a psychic or you know like even more mainstream things like speaking to dead people isn't it funny that we call that mainstream um and make a living like how I mean that in such a short period of time it's a slow transition and you know when I lost that job, that was, that liberated me to get out of that company and to, you know, I loved doing the work that I was doing. I'm being creative and that's a big part of it. I need that. They said that you're going to go back into that world. Hmm. I, I mean, I dabble. I, so now I do it when I need extra money so I can pick up a job once a month and that satisfies me in that way pays the bills while I'm still, you know, it's, it's hard to build up the practice, but once you, you know, I go back and forth because I love doing both. And now yeah. mm -hmm. I've met, I don't, I don't like the term manifest, but I've aligned to a company where people bring crystals to work and exactly. we have little chats about extraterrestrials and remote viewing. And we, we like after work, we'll stay late one night sometimes when I'm there and we'll do like a remote viewing session or we'll, you know, talk about ETs or whatever. So, well, have your guides told you, cause they're saying to me that you're going to make them known through the movie industry. Like you're going to be working with them through that, you know, it's no coincidence that you spent all those years in television. Yeah. So you're, you not, the, you're not the first person to tell me that. Yeah. Well, haven't they told you? <laughs> directly? Yeah, they've told me. They've yeah. told me. I think I, at times I shut it off because part of there's the, there's also a little bit of resistance. Well, you probably see it. them as two separate worlds because yeah, of, yeah, because you've had that figuring... 3D experience in that world and now mm -hmm. this different world. Like, how do you mesh those two worlds together? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and I've been to... thinking about it. I've been thinking about it. Like the wheels have been turning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Big time. Very exciting. Okay, well, let's talk about your work. So um, how, did it, how did you start putting the pieces together, like that what you're doing makes a difference? Because when you tell your story about that 
you know, talking and crying and talking and crying and talking. It feels like you're on this really, really intense clearing. And um, the crying was that sort of clearing. Yeah. So it's like you were just, they turned the volume up big time on you. But I think that you're doing that for people now. You're kind of clearing them as we spoke about at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so just working with people and documenting um, how the work affects them and getting feedback and uh, I guess calling them test subjects or whatnot um, and just seeing what, what can I, what am I experiencing with it? Cause I pretty much, I was my first client and yeah. <laughs> I, I saw the power of this work here. I went from stressed out to blissed out to like, hell on earth to heaven on earth, right? So, um, and that's because I was getting transmission after transmission after transmission all day long. So that was the extreme of it. But then with myself, there would be times, like I often forget that, oh, I can give myself a session, right? So mm-hmm. I remember one day I had, I did something to my neck and I could not turn my head left or right, couldn't look up, couldn't look down. And I was like walking around stiff all day and it was nighttime and I thought, oh my gosh, I can't even lay my head on a pillow. Like, and then I thought, all right, I'm going to give myself a session. This was right after I'd heard that message that the Arcturians were helping me with this. So I kind of said, okay, Arcturians, I need help. Can you, you know, can you help me with this neck? I need to sleep. And literally, this language started flying out of my mouth. My hands were doing pressure points on me. Mm -hmm. And within 10 minutes, it was back to normal. Like, no pain, could move my head all around. Um, So there's stuff like that, a lot of physical things. You know, the the Arcturians really work with belief systems, like um, thought forms. Mm. thoughts that have created a life of their own they become almost like they're conscious in themselves like uh in clearing those they really work with the mental the subconscious mind so um did they teach you anything about that have they been talking to you about that or is it all you know now so many it's almost like i feel like i have a team that's just always there yeah because I'm accessing all these different frequencies that they kind of weave in and out. And it it can be like, you know, a a few phrases of one and then another frequencies come through and then back to the other one. So it's very fast. Um, But, you know, like you said, those thought forms. So thought forms can manifest in the body as physical pain or mental pain or emotional pain. So I think what's really great, I feel like the best person or the best client is someone who has no preconceived notion and just, you know, wants help and believes that, you know, you can help me. And whatever that is, I I had a guy and he was like that. He would, was limping on a knee for, for years and he was in physical pain. You know, when you see someone's face every day and they just look like they're in so much pain and he'd gone through acupuncture and he said, I feel like you can help me. So let's just do this. I gave him the session. He, he limped out of the session and I thought, wow, nothing. So on the next day he's running and he's like, I don't know what you did, but that's amazing. Like, look, I'm touching my toes. And so he was like, he had no expectation. 
he just trusted, he trusted. And I think that is like the biggest, biggest thing that, that will. I'm getting a pain in my heart when I talk about him. But um, so I'm just chatting with my guides as you're talking, because I'm trying to reconcile what I do with people and what you do with people, because it's really different. And mm. yet it's the same, right? Yeah. Because I'm talking to people on a really logical, I'm giving them understanding. So I'm communicating to their logical third dimensional mm-hmm. mind as we're shifting uh, subconscious stuff. And you're kind of, not, you're bypassing the logical mind, right? Yeah. Completely bypassing the logical mind and going straight into the sort of programming, the, the mm-hmm. subconscious and shifting things around. And I'm sort of chatting away to my guide saying, so how do they take responsibility for what they think and believe if it's bypassing the logical mind? And they said, we ain't got time. (laughs) We don't have time to like get everyone to understand it. You know, they, they can learn to understand it after they feel the benefits of the shift. And then Mm. they can go into, okay, what just happened to me? And they can look into it. But we're like, they're just saying that we're shifting people much quicker now and then they can take responsibility and learn to understand it after. Is mm-hmm. that making sense? That's what they're That saying. makes sense. I mean, yeah. I feel like obviously both modalities are valid because they both work. And some people resonate with this and some people resonate, some people are very logical and they, they resonate more with that and yeah. they'll have massive shifts. Um, I had a, a client, she was very logical. And she, she had massive shifts and and she wrote to me and she said, like, I'm this very logical person. I've written in my journal for 20 years and I'm very intellectual. And that was like my thing. I would write in my journal and I was kind of very proud of that. And that was my ego. And she's like, ever since I've worked with you, I haven't touched the journal. I get pleasure in watching people and and watching children play and dogs running in the park and I'm eating differently. I'm just making, making shifts. And, and that's what I explain to people. The shifts can be little, you know, we're, we live in a world where it has to be like, wow, and big and bam. And, and people look, people don't look for the subtle signs, but shifts, shifts can be tiny and. But tiny, but huge. You know, I had a client years ago who came to me and she's older than me and she said, I've spent 30 years working on myself and I don't seem to really be improving. And mm. so she's doing this personal growth, growth work and spiritual work and meditate, but nothing seemed to be shifting. Mm. And uh, now she's completely galactic and, you know, crystals <laughs> and galactic and everything. But back then, and I said to her, well, stop trying to fix yourself and just love yourself and yeah. everything will shift. It's, you know, and I think that this work is taking people that could spend 20, 30, 40, 50 years in therapy. It's like mm. them in a session, Do you know, like, yeah, it's, just it's, like, it's really accelerating the shift. It's, yeah. It changes something to where then you, you have a different perspective. Yeah. You, you, you look at something differently or you feel differently or you, you say something differently. Um, you know, maybe you, you're not a person who stands in your power and you have a session and all of a sudden your, your words are changing where you're standing in your power because you've shifted that energy and it could be something like that I've seen. Yeah. 
and they're also reminding me that a lot of people who are believing that what they're hanging on to is theirs it's actually yeah. not theirs they're carrying it they're carrying yeah. it to shift so oh yeah they're just explaining it to me so they don't need to do the work as in i've got to take responsibility because they've come in to do the work to shift it for humanities for their mm. lineage as we said at the beginning so uh it can be quicker oh it can be quicker all right so um you said here too that you're you know shifting human consciousness and timelines do you want to talk a little bit about how you're shifting timelines so yeah pretty much just what i explained so in let's say in this timeline this this man was experiencing this terrible knee thing that he couldn't heal and by shifting that in the dna and shifting that energy he's now either clearing that timeline we can either clear that timeline with the language or we can actually just move you to another timeline and i have nothing to do with that that's the guides they do it all they'll look at that person and look at what access do they have to his dna is it make more sense to actually just transmute it or shift it okay so a bit like what pam osley was talking about when she talked about i know you said that you watched that show with her she talked about the boyfriend that didn't love her and so she went into a parallel universe where he did love yes. her so that's shifting timelines yes right. yes yeah. yeah yeah so okay so you can heal the timeline or just jump the timeline mm -hmm. or jump to another timeline mm. have they got it any all just it all just happens automatically so and again i'm getting you know channeled guidance and from my experience people when they when I work with them, they will have physical sensations in their body. Um, they will, uh, some people cry, some people will um, move around. It just depends. But what happens is, the way I've been explained um, is that with many channels, they, their channeling will carry a vibration and that vibration will affect anyone. Yeah. Uh, and then other channels, it will carry a vibration and the dimension. So you're being shifted by two things. And that's what happens with this work. And I think that's why people feel the physical stuff that they feel when it's going on because a portal will open and the beings actually step into the space of that person and they can actually feel that in real time many times if you're sensitive. Yeah, yeah. It's all about vibrational alignment, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You know, I had a yeah. client yesterday who, you know, I take people on these little mini sort of journeys and she said, and I say, go and do that without me, you know, like go into your, and she says, why can't I do that without you? Mm. And I think it's because they're not yet aligned to that, aligned to the beings allowing them to do that because they're still hanging on to self-doubt and self-criticism yeah. and who am I and what have I got to give and I'm nobody and who, you know, who am I to help anybody? I'm nobody. You these silly thoughts that Those we have. Thoughts, yeah yeah did, did did you suffer with that when you sort of put yourself out there as some sort of teacher healer shifter like did you suffer with any of the like oh yeah of course right i mean sometimes sure but then i also think it doesn't matter because even i have something that someone's going to resonate with and i get tons of emails and messages that people say that oh my gosh like 
I had the same thing or people will message me because I'll post light codes and they'll say, I saw these in my dream. I didn't know what they were. Or, you know, I, I've met people who have, I was writing light codes one day and some girl saw them and she saw me and she started crying and she's like, I see those. I'm, I'm like on ships at night and I see those and I don't know what they are and I've never seen them before. So there's always someone that, that you're going to help. So I just, I kind of like brush that other stuff to the side. Exactly. Let the, let the law of attraction or the guides sort that out and forget the rest. So You say here that you have done this on many lifetimes. Have they given you um, that you work with the Akash as well? Have they given you any insight into your own sort of, you know, timelines, who, who you've been before and where you've been? And I know of, of one as an ancient Pleiadian. Okay. And this is how I, I learned a little bit about how it works in the DNA. So... Uh, and this was through channeled guidance that uh, as an ancient Pleiadian, uh, many of the people that I'm channeling now or the beings that I'm channeling now, they didn't exist at that time. And so the ancients and the Anunnaki got together and they lent their DNA to create these new races. And uh, these new races were experiencing some of the hardships that those original lenders of their DNA had already moved through, transmuted, and cleared. And so what they found out was that the uh, new races were tapping into those experiences in the DNA. And the ancients realized that they didn't need to do that because, well, obviously, if that negative information was in the DNA, then that positive information was in there too because they had transmuted and cleared it. So I learned that I had traveled all over the multi-galactic universe researching this, exploring this. And because of my travels, I had so many encounters with all these intergalactic beings. So I became very familiar with all these languages. And that is how I can have such easy access to these frequencies. Uh, And what I found was that these sound vibrations are actually embedded in that positive information in the DNA. So by exposing a being to those sound harmonics, it would bring that positive information up and either clear that timeline or transmute it, move move you to the next one. Wow, girl. You're right. (laughs) That's what I learned. (laughs) Well, I have to say the reason I'm talking to you today is because two people I've had on the show before, uh, Jaylene and Zane, both raved about you and said, you've got to speak to Valentia. And uh, yeah, so you really helped them too on their journey, they said. I love them. Yeah, they're great. That's so sweet of them. (laughs) And they're doing amazing. I love them. They're amazing. They're amazing. uh, People haven't seen my shows with them. Go back and have a look. Zane is is the awakener he calls himself and he's doing that through the mainstream with his comic series yeah. <laughs> which i think is fabulous it's great it's great and again like you he's working with media right and yes. um yes. and jaylene is a vibratory uh geneticist yes. and uh, she's amazing with the microbiome but um i, can't I had her work on me she worked on my dog <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh i've got a bit of a cough this morning um so should we do something for people? What will we do for people? Uh, maybe get them to tune into some aches and pains and sure. um, just let the guides, um, I don't know. I say just let the guides bring them whatever and have no 
no expectations, no, just let it flow and receive and allow and trust. So in saying this, you don't have to understand why you've got the pain in your neck. You just have to like just receive that you can release the pain in your neck as opposed to finding out what it means. Is it a past life? Was I killed? Is it a past life? Was I strangled? Was I hit in the neck with an arrow? You know, like we're all trying to figure out We love information. That's the thing. We love information and we love details. And this work totally bypasses that because... When we get details, right, we like to question it and, and ponder it and, well, I don't think that's true and she told me this, but I don't believe that and it's something else and all of that stuff puts up resistance to actually releasing it. Exactly. So, so exactly. I hence my client who had been working on herself for, <laughs> for 30 years, she said, but the, all this mental like why, why, the questions, the questions, I've got to find the answer to why, why. And that just can totally get in the way of your just releasing and letting go. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's the other thing I learned when I had that beautiful four months of bliss is that none of that matters because all of this is available to us. This bliss is available to us and the story to the bliss doesn't matter because look how quickly I experienced that. I didn't care about the details when it was even happening to me. I really, I didn't care why. I just knew that I had asked for this, for a gift, for my gifts to be shown, for something to be shown. And I had no expectation and I didn't try and direct the story like we do sometimes. And I think that's, that's one of the positives that I received from this, this whole experience is learning how to let go of trying to control and trying to effort. Because when you're in this space after a session, there is no efforting. You don't need to effort to have the everything, the abundance that is there waiting for you. And I don't, I'm not even talking about money. I'm talking abundance in health and abundance in relationships and abundance in, in joy and just abundance in everything. It's all there. It's all there. And when you're in, when you're in that space, nothing matters. Nothing matters. You don't care. You don't care about anything. You feel so amazing in that you just know that everything is there for you and you will always be provided for. Yeah. Oh, the guides keep chirping in. I don't know if people can hear the sort of little twerks and, and that happen that sound like sort of crazy things on the recording, but uh, yeah, they keep chirping in when you're talking, they go, they make these funny noises, but absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That's the why it's who we are. There's, we don't have to justify being who we are, which is bliss and joy and love and peace and living in the moment and what every spiritual teacher is talking about, you know, be in the right. moment. Don't worry about yesterday. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't stress over yesterday. Just be here now. Like, where do you want to, you know, like, I've got to get somewhere. I've got to go somewhere. I've got to change the world. I've got to do, you know, right. like, just be here now and be in the bliss because it's who you are. It's who you are. Right. And I think yeah. too, as people, as people are waking up and, and, you know, doing all these practices to do so, you start to move away from being, being your human self and really embodying that higher self. So if you can consciously 
while you're on your path to it, always try and embody that higher self. The, the whys and the stories of the human kind of start to fall away and you start, so it's kind of like pre actively, actively preparing yourself for that new earth experience, right? So as humans, we have to kind of do the work. We have to catch ourselves when we're slipping back or consciously be aware of our thoughts and all that. But then it starts to become natural once you start to trust. Exactly. So it's kind of like allowing yourself to align to that energy but by being conscious as it's happening. It becomes more of a default setting. You know, I mm -hmm. want to say something before you go into language. Mm -hmm. um, that what I have found when you listen to light language and especially you because you're such a linguist and you bring through so many vibrations is that it brings up your attachment to the logical mind. It brings up your attachment to needing to know why. And, um, and that can feel really uncomfortable. Yeah. So, um, so if you find judgment and criticism at it, that's showing you your attachment to that needing to know. Uh, and, um, and many people will, you know, they'll go, oh, that just sounds crazy or I can't listen to that or that hurts, you know, because it's directly bumping up against your attachment to the left brain logical questioning mind. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, the higher self doesn't question, it creates. It's the logical right. mind that questions because it forgets, exactly. you know, it forgets mm -hmm. who you are. So... Uh, that's what I would say to people who are listening when Valentia starts speaking, you know, just be, just notice how you respond to it. You might love it. You might hate it. And if you're hating it, maybe, you know, just have a look at how you're attached to that questioning mind. I was one of those really crazy questioning minds and all my guidance as a young girl trying to be a healer was let go of the mind, let go of the mind. You're too logical. You're too masculine. Someone would say, be more feminine. <laughs> And I'm like, feminine? How do I be more feminine? But I, I was given a mantra, I relinquish the need to know. And I drove from Sydney to Byron Bay, which is a 12-hour car drive. And, I, and I, I chanted that for 12 hours wow. driving. I relinquish the need to know. I re it's, not like, it's, not like <laughs> amazing. it's not like you don't, it's not like you give up wanting to know. Because if you're watching these shows, you want to know stuff, right? That's mm -hmm. why I put these shows out. But it's that need to know right. it's questioning mind that needs something like you're feeding a hunger and addiction right. and that addiction new york <laughs> we'll let the good thing go past got the garbage trucks going past here in the science yeah. and that addiction is to information mm -hmm. and instead of being the demonstration of that information right so let's and, do it and and maybe to just ha hold that thought in your head that if you are coming up against some resistance, hold the thought that let's just see if I let go because I'm ready to feel something different. I'm ready to experience something new so that I can see change in my own life because a lot of times we try and try and try the same thing over and over. So... Let's move to something new. Oh, the guys mm. love you. They love you. Okay, yeah. let's do it. So, All right, so take it away. I'm do we have a time limit? Should I mentally no, say? No, not time limit, unless you have a time limit because we're recording. No, I don't episode. have a time limit. So, All right, so I'm just going to first uh, walk, walk you through a little breathing just to get you centered. 
So just take a big deep breath in through the nose and out through the mouth. Big deep breath in. And you can put your hand on your heart or just focus your energy on your heart as you exhale. And picture a ball of brilliant light right above your crown. And just let that brilliant light move down your crown, down your back, moving into your heart, wrapping around your heart, moving down your body, out your feet, into the ground, all the way down. Take a big deep breath in, exhale. And now that light moves up through the earth, up, 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 through your feet, wrapping around your heart, now exiting your heart and wrapping around your body, this beautiful, brilliant light. And continuing up through your body, through your crown, shooting through the sky and into the cosmos. You are fully connected and surrounded. And take another big deep breath in. Exhale. The guides are here. And they are giving a transmission for your highest good. No expectations, just receive. Kinatia, Vuka, Boroki, Manano, Sobrosa, Viva, Dola, Picamoka, Mahandara, Dati, Dadanda, Co, Dosa, Duca, Dufo, Luba, Bogondo, Hukba, Hakia, Natinda, Sigando, Yahiki, Valla, Voloka, Bru, Hamandaba, Bando, Kodabu, Castivo, Sik, Sik, Sosundo, Shoton, Nasai, Vokubro, Osabo, Bai, Kadila, Zija, Dinda, Ika, Maido, Mahanata do, do dosa, Zizudo Gajeda Voda Dingo, Darevika, Sin Daikati, Dando do do, Vodorias of Vodana Shukobo, Madatananitiga, Vikan Nikiti, Shukotia, Bayata Tato, Totare, Shodo, Yabaradi and Kotarabia, Shai, Kukari, the Tia, Singri Kisa, Sikatai, Folekatai, Lae, Keram, Vodaraba, Han, Sali, Fo, Yano, no, 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 Foro tosta vuka bea, moda nika vonkinata, canaika daya veda nika, sodesa vico ropeada, vienda yo no condora veodora begondio.
Bondora, Picadonore, Yeshuraiata, Kerede, Kishigaran, Yeshinda, Seti, Kapuki, Taikilikti, Sanna Stafu, Prosabu, Shi, Korebe, Yu Yashi, Funane Kadarabe, Yasti, Bratavi, Katarat Setsa, Putarabe, Shazus, Boji, Vorebia, Doru, Yashem Baiboko, Mayo, Rakti, Kenemaki Tisiti, Shidikata, Selefisa, Se, Taikneha, Niamaro de Repicotoro, Vuyosho, Chikutu, by Klektikti, Monusha, the foot track, Sektik, Tukstukupak, Tukavik, Tuk 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 Sendora, Dora, Do, Bandi, Panda Dekin, Nekan, and Nekan, and a second under the deeper on the depo, Mumbro, but under Dukan, and the Nashanakan, and they figured under the Kanakan, and the Rakan, and the Kondukaramanakan, and the Yestan die. Vistonos Dushta Kishtanashta K, Manastanis, Distanestis, Distas, Dustanestra Kashnano, Monona Kinomak, Shanak Tafan, Akta Ponka, Makna had to take an ecto funny, Tiknak Connective, Pakian, Tikate, Vlectis, a tick to Futana, Sukalictis, a vectis, Nakudo, Pokad effect, Victica, Teflestan, Setik Mihen, Mahats, Sisik Tisha, Fatale, Iksha, Sheen, Setukno Shuk to Fukdas, the Victasuta, Heishantine Hital, the Sikitise, Fande, Vikishtuvata, Uyono, Yonayani. Udarebe tu tats na furta, hebets na fe, vikich takita hakta fe a lekta akta uk bohoka, tanshe tene it de e, tokna pola akta se, kanakte he laene endo, pokiana sandoko tendo, huye setubea, fetile fe shatukasha, funoko na pekloka, pokiashana sok soikia ha, sai fene la hi, man mohokapu. Uuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuu
and opening your heart to the magic that is here for you. Another big deep breath in. And open your eyes. Try to talk after that. <laughs> oh, wow. I felt it so much in the back of my head. Did like you? Especially on this side, yeah. Is that normal for you? Well, I don't know. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just felt like there was, there was some frequency that was working on the energy around my head and then you shifted tone and then it went down in my body. Like I just was aware of what was happening physically. Like I was just listening to it through the sensations in my body. Mm -hmm. And um, actually when you first started talking, I, I saw these beings that were really cute <laughs> and um, I have these big ears. They look like the Hathors but with big ears. I've seen them before. Uh, there's a little guy here in Sydney, Jack, who's really galactic and I've seen them with him. Yeah, so it was visual. I've never seen them. I don't yeah. know them. Yeah, they're wow. really cute. They're little. I don't know who they are. They're kind of, I don't know, they're a bit like, ooh, they look a little bit like um, Furbies. I don't know, when my daughter was little, I bought her this robot uh, thing. It was a Furby. Mm -hmm. but they're not I know Furby. Furry. <laughs> <laughs> do you know Furby? <laughs> yeah. I do. Uh, but they're sort of skinny and not hairy. But anyway, yeah, interesting, interesting. Um, that was beautiful. Thank you so much. How did everyone yeah. go? How did everyone feel about that? Um, do you understand what you're saying when you're saying it? Like, do you have a sense of what's happening? Um, not that word for word, but, oh, this is working on the endocrine system or this is working no. on timelines or this is working... Because it's different for everybody. So the, the codes are, are meet each person with what they need. And that's the amazing thing about it. People can listen to the transmission more than once and get something different each time, which is amazing. I, I, I kind of step aside. My heart feels very full when it's happening. Like I feel a lot of sensation in my body, but it, I don't re remember really the words. I know a lot of things buzz in and out. I remember... Um, angelic voice come in for a second um, but I don't remember them all yeah I'm getting the analogy it's like music even though it sounds like language it's like music communicates with you but it's not words like you'll listen to a piece of music not necessarily with like a song but a piece of music that will communicate something with you but it's not words Right, because it's tones and frequencies and the rhythms and yeah, exactly. Even though it's language, what we perceive as language, so we see language as um, intellectual communication, but this right. is not intellectual communication. So even it, the question—it is for the body, so the body yeah, understands, right? The body understands it, yeah. Because that's that source within us, and it's activating that source within us. Ah, oh, beautiful. Okay, so um, what I want to ask you is what do you see, where, you know, like what do you see for humanity? Because I know that as well as doing the activations, you're actually channeling a lot of your own guidance. Like the, mm. um, I think that 
both Jaylene and Zane said that they've had sort of a lot of guidance from your guides. Have they given you any guidance as to what's going to happen? Like lots of people are talking about big shifts happening next year, 2020. Have they said anything to you about that? They just said, you're going to be busy. <laughs> Not directly because, but it's more like I've been guided to sell my place and leave New York. Right. And um, so that's what I'm in the process of doing right now. And it was more of like um, an inner knowing kind of thing. Like it's time for me to leave. I'm not supposed to be here anymore. And again, I think that's really to tell humanity to listen to those voices. Listen, because that's your soul. It's your soul saying, I need something different. It's, it, and when you, when you go to that something different, magical things open up. But it's, it's having that trust and, and, and belief and, and the willingness to let go of your comfort, your comfort zone. Right. Exactly. Because sometimes our comfort zones aren't that comforting. They're just habit. You know, it's so interesting that you say that. As a teacher of deliberate creation, I was always teaching people how to, you know, get what they want. And most people think what they want is more comfort more money, a bigger house, a lover that loves me and tells me I'm beautiful and has great sex with me. You know, everyone's <laughs> thinking about their comfort. And my guidance these days is, is kind of like, oh, I've got to sell everything and, and you know, sell my house and downsize. And you know, this is one client. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that's actually what you need right now. <laughs> but it, so it's not about building up, but sometimes breaking down. And, and I... I like to, too, tell people to think of things more in terms of alignment. So just aligning to, to these higher frequencies. And ultimately, we want to align to our soul. And, yeah. and in that alignment, your life aligns to everything, everything that is what you want, what you need, what you desire. When you're in this space, you don't have to effort. There is no efforting. Yeah. It just happens. What you seek finds you. That is, that is what I see. What you, what seek, you seek finds you. Absolutely. Your work is to the alignment. Yeah. So, and often we're given the test of alignment in that can I be in alignment with my bliss, with my joy, without my creature comforts, you know, without my big house or my great job or my paycheck, can I find my bliss in here like, you know, do the work. They're the sledgehammer moments we get, right? Do the work, do the inward work. And then once you're connected, your bliss finds you. Your, what did you say? Your, what you seek finds you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But, yeah. you know, it's a 24-hour-a-day job. I'm not going to lie. Yes. Like, you, <laughs> you, to, you know, we are still on earth in this 3D world. But you, as you continue to do the work, you align to people that match your frequency. So yeah. then you only experience that other stuff randomly and you don't, you know, your, your life changes. So my whole thing is just work on self-love, trusting, trusting in what's there for you. You're not a victim. None of us are. We like to think we are sometimes, but we're not. I've gone down that road recently and you know <laughs> shift out experience it and move on and and I know like when your stuff gets taken away from you your money or your you know your house your job or your partner you do tend to go oh poor me mm -hmm. uh, but it's all happening for you and not to you and yeah find the alignment inside inside the absence of that which you think you want 
because what you want, what you're seeking is inside. Beautiful. I know. This third dimensional world is just pumping out messages and it's everywhere. It's inside the conscious community, the health community. It's, it's every message that we're given on mainstream media is, you, you know, you find your bliss outside yourself in the, in the lover, in the health, in the, in the great holiday, in the big house, in the great car, the next new thing, the next iPhone, the bigger computer. Yeah. The, it's like that's, you know, the stuff outside you is going to bring you your happiness. But um, this work is about finding it within. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once you find it within, those other things don't matter really. Yeah. <laughs> They're nice to have every once in a while. You dabble yeah. in it. But for the most part, you... you you don't care. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and you can have them, watch, not have them. I don't watch TV anymore. I don't watch, you know, I only watch shows like this. And I, life I is great. When you shift your frequency, I think that it becomes, because television pumps out a certain frequency, right? Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's, it's all frequency. It's all vibrational alignment. And it's, when you shift your frequency, it almost becomes torturous to watch mainstream television. Like the commercials. It's, yeah. It's kind it just, of like, ah. Right. Yeah. It just and you you will just move away from it naturally. It's not anything I had to effort to do. It wasn't yeah. like I had to have this big willpower to stop. It just happened. It just was like, ooh, I can't watch this anymore. This is a lot. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, just watch more shows like mine. There you go. <laughs> I That's recommend what I do. <laughs> I recommend everybody's shows. You know, I'm I'm not. I don't have a competitive bone in my body. I just like. No, that. this is all I watch. Watching I watch. I'm shows. watching all. Yeah. And stuff. Oh, darling, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank it's been you. Such a delight. And um and let me know how you went with the transmission. And obviously for people listening on audio, where can they find you if they want to book a session and have some activations? Um, yeah, my website, valentearese.com. Uh you can message me on Facebook, uh, email. Uh Facebook's easy. I'm on Instagram. You're everywhere. For those people who are listening on audio, it's Valentay is spelled V-E-L-E-N-T-A-Y-A, but I'll have the link to Valentay's website on my webpage, karenswain.com, you know, slash Valentay Reese. And I'll have her links and everything there, the audio and the visual and her bio and all you need to know. Have you written any books? No, probably not. No, I'm told I'm supposed to. I'm kind of... <laughs> kind of resisting i was meditating the other day and i heard you know you're supposed to write right and i was like oh uh, just one more thing to do <laughs> just another thing to do oh maybe i can get a chapter out of you for our book hmm, we'll discuss that when i turn the recording <laughs> off thank you so much beautiful one thank you so much thank you to your community too it's been a pleasure fabulous show with valentaya oh we just kept yakking. We were yakking for hours before the recording and hours after the recording. i tell you what, she was telling me all these stories about her ayahuasca journeys in Peru that she didn't say when we had the recording going. We just kept talking and talking and talking. So there's so much more to her story, actually. And um, she was telling me that she was in some pain. She had some lower back problems and she did the work and that healed her. But she said it took a while. So it hasn't been all peaches and roses on her awakening journey. There's definitely been some struggles. And um, the, I tell you, the Peruvian ayahuasca journey was really interesting. I wish I had the recording on when she was talking about it. She said that she had seen these galactic physical reptilian beings. And um, so she's actually seen with her 
with her inner eye, but it kind of like your outside eye, your inner eye, it's all the same. It's sort of like you look like you can see them with your outside eyes, but other people can't see them. So how are you seeing them? You're seeing them with your outside eyes, your inside eyes, your inner eye. It's, it's kind of interesting, isn't it, that some people can see things that other people can't see. So how are they perceiving it? They're perceiving it through their third eye or their physical eyes. I don't know. I haven't worked all that out yet. But, um, yeah, so she, lot, a lot more to her adventures. So maybe if you contact her, you can ask her about that. I'll have to get her back on the show. Actually, she's just said that she's going to write a chapter in our upcoming book about people's spiritual awakening because I think it's great that when we share the way we awaken, everyone does it so differently, some through death, some through illness, through pain, and some through just listening to their guidance. You don't necessarily have to suffer to have a spiritual awakening. It's just that we're so stubborn. Our human egos are so stubborn. We get so caught in the social conditioning of what we think is right and wrong, what we have to do in life in order to be successful and happy that sometimes it takes those sledgehammer moments to wake us up to who we are and why we're here and what we're here to do. I've had plenty of them, as I said, sledgehammer moments. So, uh, yes, so much more to her story and more to come from her. She's really quite a beautiful, amazing galactic being, amazing access all areas. Alrighty, so who's coming up on the show? Well, I've got Justin from The Liquid Crystal. He's going to come up. Uh, coming on the show talking about um, he's developed a way to get the frequency of a crystal into a liquid form which is really interesting he's got an interesting story who else is coming up on the show oh a guy called steve who has a healing technique that it talks all about thought forms another guy called kevin briggs is coming up for his galactic story of amazing older man oh, not much older than me really a couple of years i think he's in his 60s and uh, he has an amazing story he's coming up and there's a whole lot of people coming up in the inner sanctum uh who have we got oh, i don't know you'll have to have a look I'll go on my website um karen swain slash inner sanctum you'll see the guest teachers that were that are coming up in the inner sanctum this weekend Raphael tamora is coming in who i've spoken about who is michael tamora's wife who's an amazing psychic and animal communicator and she talks about she's writing a book about the reincarnation of her dog who's been with her three times in three different lives we had her on the show like my cat where's the cat normally next to me over there on the couch she he she's been a girl a couple of times and a boy now he's been with me three times as well as a black cat <laughs> you like being a black cat was she she's played with a couple of sexes this time she's got a little white on her before she was all black the three black, black black cats I've had three times she's been with me. So we're going to talk about that, communicating with animals and the soul contracts we have with animals, reincarnation and how, you know, an animal soul is like any soul. It's just a soul that's choosing to come in as an animal and how we have these agreements with these souls when we come into a life to have these little companions. My little pussycat's my little companion. Oh, I love him so much. And, um, yeah, so we're going to talk about that and much more. So stay tuned for more coming up on the show and in the Inner Sanctum and the next book that's coming out, My Awakening. I haven't actually got a title for it. I was thinking about it the other day. My Awakening, My Spiritual Awakening Story. Maybe you've got a name. Let me know. I've just, working title is just called Awakenings. The last book was Awakened by Death, but this is generic awakenings, spiritual awakenings. My Spiritual Awakening Story. I don't know. Personal Stories of Transformation. 
let me know if you've got a name for it and i'll see you uh soon see you next week bye for life bye for now